You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful. You are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is game day and we are ready to bring you up to a 1 p.m. kickoff as the 4-4 New England Patriots travel to Charlotte, North Carolina and take on the 4-4 Carolina Panthers. Also, a very special treat for all of you keeping a very sharp eye on the Odell Beckham Jr. situation. Joining me here today on the pod is the Foxborough finance guru himself, the legendary Wizard of Benzon, to lend his wisdom and counsel on whether or not we can expect to see OBJ in a Patriots uniform. Greetings and salutations, Patriots Nation, and thank you for joining me here on this game day episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast. My name is Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriot Maven of Sports Illustrated. I am also your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast. And thank each and every one of you so much for making the Locked On Patriots podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms. And of course, Locked On listeners, this episode of Locked On Patriots is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving your communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's also an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. And speaking of loving it, a lot of you out there in Patriots Nation are loving the thought of Odell Beckham Jr. wearing Patriot blue. Well, there is some possibility that Odell Beckham may end up in New England. And even though the latest updates were not available at the time that me and my guests today had our conversation, there is still a ton of wisdom and counsel to be dropped when it comes to the Odell Beckham Jr. situation. My good friend, the Pats Cap himself, Miguel Benzon, joins me here today on the hot seat, and we'll be talking a lot of Odell Beckham Jr., And Miguel will tell us whether or not he believes it's probable or even possible that Odell ends up in a Patriot uniform. We'll also talk a little bit about the post-trade deadline operating costs and what the Patriots' financial outlook might be for 2022. And of course, it is game day, so keep a sharp ear out to the conclusion of today's episode for my game prediction between the Patriots and the Panthers. But again, before Miguel joins me here on the hot seat, when we spoke on Friday evening, the very latest on the situation had not yet been released. So let me help bring you up to speed. Right now, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, who was the first to report this on Friday, the divorce between Odell Beckham Jr. and the Cleveland Browns is official. After days of negotiations, the Browns and OBJ finally reached a settlement that are going to place him on waivers on Monday. After that point, he can either be claimed or, by Tuesday at 4 p.m., he becomes a free agent. Now, an interesting development here that was worked out as part of the deal is that the Browns actually agreed to remove the final two years of Odell Beckham Jr.'s deal, meaning he's now scheduled to be a free agent after this season. Again, that's a pretty big development because the understanding earlier on Friday was that Odell Beckham would still be under contract for another couple of years, meaning that if a team wanted to put a claim in on him, they could give him these next few games to kind of warm to the area and maybe sign him to a long-term extension or keep him around. Now, with Odell becoming a free agent, you're talking about claiming him for being essentially nothing more than a rental. There is a little bit more here. Any team that claims Odell Beckham Jr. is going to inherit $7.25 million of salary for the remainder of the season. And the cost is pretty high. If you're talking about bringing someone in as a rental, that's something that not a lot of teams are going to be willing to do, which likely means that Odell Beckham Jr. is headed for free agency after he clears waivers. Of course, a team can still claim him. And today here on the pod, you'll hear Miguel's insight on why that might still be a viable option for many teams out there in the NFL. Folks, we'll continue to monitor this situation, but ultimately, it is game day. New England Patriots, Carolina Panthers, from Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina, 
And again, be sure to stay locked into Locked On Patriots at the conclusion of today's episode to hear my game prediction. Miguel Benzon, the Pats cap himself, joins me here on the hot seat when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Once again, Locked On listeners, this episode of Locked On Patriots is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. And McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing not only that they'll have dependable Wi-Fi, but also an endless supply of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, the away team, even coming together, can come to recharge. McDonald's is the place you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. We're all sports fans here, Locked On listeners. Whenever you're heading on a long road trip to your favorite stadium or deep into enemy territory, is there a more welcome sight than those golden arches? For me, that was as much of a highlight as the game itself, maybe even more. Let McDonald's help you to live in the moment by recapturing the comfort and fun of old memories and making some new ones. Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. Patriots fans, even with your New England Patriots heading into a Week 9 matchup that is pretty crucial with the Carolina Panthers, a lot of storylines in this one, especially the Patriots facing Stephon Gilmore for the first time since he was traded in early October. But the topic of conversation once again in New England is Foxborough Finance, specifically how much of that finance will be need to procure the services of a certain wide receiver that will likely be available within the next coming days. Here today to break down everything that we need to know whenever it comes to Patriot salary cap is the wisdom and the counsel of the best there is. And of course, you know, folks, my guest today is the most knowledgeable source when it comes to anything and everything related to the Patriot salary cap. He is among the best follows on Twitter that you can find anywhere. You know him as the Pats cap. He is my good friend, the Wizard of Benzon himself, Miguel Benzon. And it's always my honor, my privilege to bring his wisdom and counsel back to the podcast today. Welcome back to Locked On Patriots, Miguel, and thank you so much for joining me. Oh, it's always, always, always an honor. I always have a great time. Um, it's it's great for me to be on the on the on Foxbowl Finance Friday. <laughs> it's, and I cannot believe, Mike. Like we had, we were talking about. Like I did not think when we talked about having this podcast that we would have. I thought we would be just wrapping up what happened on the draft, that you know, trade deadline, and then just start talking about next year. All right, I did not think that we would have people thinking that we could get Odell Beckham Jr. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I and I'm like, wow. I'm like, holy cow, because I was on, it started blowing up like on Wednesday. I'm like, my goodness gracious. And um, it switched over from, there's no chance the Patriots are going get to get, get him because his his salary was too big. You know, his, you know, divide four, $14.5 million, that's what his original salary, divide that by 18 weeks, times that by 10, that's over $8 million. There's no way the Patriots could get that, all right? And people start asking me about, well, could they do things to make the make the room? Of course they could, but you get you got to push out money with players who are older, like a Hightower, or McCordy, or Trent Brown, or Shaq Mason. All right. So you, if you didn't push out the money for Stefan Gilmore, why would you push out the money for Odell Beckham Jr.? So I never thought that they were gonna. I didn't think anyone would the Patriots had any chance of of. of claiming him as as is and i said that if they don't if they did i don't think they was gonna have any chance now we're hearing that he's gonna take the the cleveland browns are gonna pay him a signing bonus to get rid of him off their roster which would lower his salary to the very minimum for a for a person who has seven credited seasons which is 1.075 million dollars all right so on month so if he, they if they they place him on waivers today He'll clear on weight. He'll go on weight. The so team can claim it on on Monday, and we'll find out that. And it's nine weeks left in the season. All right, that's over half a million dollars that his salary would be. Every team in the NFL can afford to pick up a player, that kind of player, for with half a million dollars. Because remember, you, to put him on the roster, you're going to cut someone. 
but the net cost is less than you know it's going to be less than a half a million dollars depending on who you if who you cut if you cut someone to make room for them all right so it's possible i don't think the patriots i think like i you know i think the patriots are going to win sunday against the panthers all right which means they're right now the 15th in the waiver order if they win they're probably drops them down to 17th and if i was a team folks Right? Even if I, if even if Odell Beckham Jr. told me, I'm not gonna play for you. If I was a team and I had a smart young young GM looking to prove himself, I claim him because he would owe his claiming team two types of money on signing bonus operations. One for the signing bonus operations for the Giants gave him in 2018. Because remember that covered five years. And he hasn't, you know, so he's got covered 20, so when he's still got two years left, 2021, 2022. And the Browns give him a, a signing bonus this year. So you could get, you could claim him and then go after the signing bonus operation and get $8 million, $8 million in cap space. And what did it cost you? Nothing, hardly anything. Half a million, yeah. half a million dollar cap space now, but you can get a half, $8 million in cap space later. And if he doesn't show up, every week he doesn't show up, his salary for that week goes off your cap. All right? Absolutely. So you have – so so people are asking me, well, can he tell teams he doesn't want to show up? Yeah, he could. But this is the NFL. It's a business. If I was a GM and I thought about what's the fastest way to get – you're telling me I can get $8 million in cap space and I claim this guy? Because he has to show up to play. He can't, like, say, I'm not going to show up for the Detroit Lions. Well, the Detroit Lions owns his rights. He either shows up or he retires. And then the Detroit Lions can go after and get him. I'm going to say $8 million. I'm probably, I'm probably, I'm just going to round up to $8 million. I would, I, he can't, he could tell him he's not going to show up, but he also, then he's going to, he's going to start writing them a check for $8 million. <laughs> right, right. Um, I, if I was a team, uh, for example, I, I, no, for me, in my opinion, I don't think there's any chance he, he I think he does get claimed. And if I was a team, I would pick them up. If I don't know, we don't know the structure of the deal. We're doing this podcast around four eleven on a Friday night, so I, we don't know the structure of what he did to restructure his deal. Mm-hmm. If I wanted him on, his, if I needed this wide receiver, I pick up, I pick him up on waivers. If I didn't want him, but I was, and he told me he didn't want to show up, but I want the eight million dollars in cash space, I'd pick him up. I would do that in a heartbeat. Either way, I don't. I think he's. I think he's definitely getting claimed. I don't think there's any chance the Patriots, with after a, after the Panthers' victory, is going to have any chance of getting to him. Um, yeah. I hate to be the bad burb. And, and personally, personally, let's just take about. I don't think I. I didn't want him anyways. To tell you the truth, mm-hmm. because I know we're going to talk about the operating expenses. All right. If Mike, the, the Patriots are close to close to the cap really mm-hmm. tight against the cap all right i would think of other ways if i was going to take up a half million dollars in cap space with would i would think of other ways that i would do it i'd i i would maybe i would definitely extend like a, a jacob johnson all right instead mm-hmm. of having a set of big tendering him an rfa tender next year at 2.3 million dollars i read you know i'll give him a signing bonus and cut it you know for now cover over two years and I and I and I have my linebacker, my fullback, excuse me, for the next two years, for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you need the cap space, and they just signed two tight ends to big, not you know big deals. You got Jacoby Myers who's going to be a restricted free agent. You have Nelson Aguilar who signed for a big, who got a lot of guaranteed five million dollars of salary next year, guaranteed. All mm-hmm. right. So there's very little you could do to get okay, little very little cap space you can do with his deal. You got Kendrick Bourne, okay. You got still got Nikhil Harry. I know people like to think like I don't I I disagree with the argument that need to have Odell Beckham Jr. to be on on to to do anything in the playoffs. All right, mm-hmm. I, I guess like um, Maloney and Faria have this poll. If I guess they thinking if they they get. OBJ, the Patriots will make it to the conference championship game. All right, I'm thinking right now, as there's no great team in my in my opinion in the AFC right now. So 
the Patriots get like if they continue to do what they've done in the past and get better at the second half of the season, we don't know, and they make it to the playoffs, they have as good a chance as anyone to get into the to the conference championship. Mm-hmm. All right, especially if tennis. If we don't know if Derrick Henry, I guess Derrick Henry might be out for the rest of the season. All right. You know, so so you got as good as chances any. I mean, and whatever ails the Chiefs, if they don't fix that, <laughs> who, who, you know, so you got, I got a good chance as anyone. All right, um, that's how I feel about Hotel Beckham Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, no, I mean, I I definitely understand where you're coming from on this, and I'm much more in your camp than in a lot of the other camps that I'm seeing out there in Fan Nation. And look. Bottom line, I understand it. Fans get excited. They see the uh, opportunity to bring in that number one wideout, which I know the fan base has been clamoring for for quite a while. Uh, Odell is a very exciting player. I mean, you see the one-armed catches and the ability to get down the field, his ability to play on the outside. These are things that Patriots fans have not seen from their receiving core in quite some time. So naturally, you train yourself to believe they need that outside threat in order to be a contending team, in order to be that team that's going to put them over the top. But you look at what Odell has you know, recently put forth. He had a very good uh, 2019 campaign, 74 catches, 1,035 yards, four touchdowns. But since then, just 3.9, yard, 3.9 catches, 42.4 yards per game over the last two seasons. And I wrote about this a little bit yesterday. Yeah, Sports yeah, Illustrated. You know, you have to be cognizant of what you're doing. Don't necessarily just whether or not you could, you have to stop and think if you should. And then I think that's something that the Patriots will try to weigh, uh, you know, their options at that point. If it's a low enough cap hit, you have to think that logic would dictate that they're going to maybe at least put a claim in. But I think you make an excellent point, a very, very good point, Miguel, in that I don't think he's going to make it to that point. A team that can claim Odell Beckham off of waivers right now could theoretically audition him for two months. His contract yep. would be much more tradable next offseason if you're able to you know, sign him to an extension or bring that in. Maybe it works out in-house, or maybe you use it to flip him for a late pick in 22. Even if there's a situation where it doesn't work out, it's still very possible that a team would be able to claim him and then go after, like you said, some of that uh, recoup bonuses. So, you know, it seems like yeah. a decent investment. You know, it really, really does. And I think these are things that Patriots fans need to keep in mind. But the line, other thing I would, I'm sorry, go yeah, ahead. No, the other thing I wanted to say is if you talk about the flip and the picks, it costs no t- team, no money, highly, no cap space, no draft, no highly, excuse me, does cost cap space, no draft picks to claim them. Mm-hmm. If he plays well, but doesn't want to sign a long-term deal for you, right, you could trade him for picks. Right. right. What's the, there's no hardly any downside for a team to claim Odell Beckham Jr. on waivers. Because remember, he's got his salary's got guaranteed from the from the Browns. So let's say he doesn't work out. After four weeks, you could just cut him, and you have no dead money on your cap, and you create cap. Right. You you don't have to pay him for the rest of the season. So you're good to go that way. Right. All right. So so there's little, very little risk for a team who's got no number one wide receiver per se to not to claim him. like i'd be I, if jacksonville doesn't claim him all right mm-hmm. and with trevor lawrence and i i'd be they should their fans should just throw up their hands and say that they know they're not gonna ever win the super bowl they're not doing that team is not doing everything they can to make to build a team around trevor lawrence i, I i'd be i'll be i'll be Surprised if he gets by Jacksonville. They, I think that's the one team that definitely should. I mean, I know they not the, they don't. I don't think they have the closest, the number one in priority in, in waivers, but they really should pick him up. Yeah, I mean, and right now, obviously. Yeah, I mean, obviously, right now with Detroit having zero wins, they're right now yeah. in the driver's seat in terms of being the first team in the pecking order to be able to claim him. But again, there's just there's so much I think that's working against this. I don't see it as a possibility for the Patriots. If by any chance he happened to slip in that order, and there are rumors out there, a guy that you and I know very well, Evan Lazar of CLNS Media, who I have a lot of faith in, uh, Evan is reporting that there is possible mutual interest between the two sides if it were to come to that, but there's no guarantee. And right now, with reworking, 
Yeah, with the reworking uh, that uh, um, you know Cleveland and Odell were able to do and get his salary lowered, uh, that right now just doesn't seem like it's an option uh, for the Patriots that he would be uh, there for them to be able to claim that someone would have at least put a claim in prior to that. You get the Philadelphia Eagles out there, you get the Indianapolis Colts out there, Chicago Bears, all these teams are in front that may decide to take a flyer. Who knows yep. on uh, Beckham's services? And I know I'm leaving teams out. I'm just kind of going off. The top yeah, of Atlanta, who's got who uh, just lost Calvin Ridley. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Yeah. Without question. I mean, there are definite, yeah. uh, you know, advantages and disadvantages for teams to be able to take him. But when the risk is as low as it is, you have to think at least one of those teams would at least take a flyer on him and see if maybe for a half a season it would work out. And maybe it improves your opportunity to go out there and say, hey, you know what? You're coming in here with a young team, young quarterback. Uh, we're going to make some investments in the draft, maybe bring in some free agents. Maybe you can convince Odell this is a good spot for him to be able to. To, uh, uh, to cultivate his future at only 29 years of age, there's still a lot of life left in those legs. So we'll see what uh, uh, what he uh, you know does, and we'll see what how this all shakes out. Ultimately, Miguel, before we move on from Odell Beckham Jr., I think a question mm-hmm. that a lot of people have, myself included, is how exactly were the Browns and uh, Beckham's uh, camp able to get to this point? How do you negotiate down a deal? like that where all of a sudden yesterday at this time we're talking he's owed eight million dollars no one can pick that up to all of a sudden reducing that salary to a million uh i know you know the answer and i know that there's a good answer but uh help help enlighten us as to how that happened and how this all worked out and got to that point all right it's basically that what they're doing is basically converting his salary into signing bonus all right so you could do that any time of the year. It just happens. They're just doing it in season, all right? So by doing it in season, the amount of cap savings you can create is less than if they had done it before the season because he's already gotten paid eight weeks of, uh, eight weeks of salary. So what they're, what they're doing is he's got – he was due to get 14 his, – his annual salary was $14.5 million, all right? If you divide that mm-hmm. by 18 – all right, that's over eight hundred thousand dollars a week. All right, which is just a large amount of money. All right, <laughs> so they're gonna bet. I mean, it, it cracks me up how much I just I do this for a living, but I, I mean, I do this for a hobby, but still, I'm amazed by how much these guys make on a weekly basis. All right, so they're gonna drop his salary to one point oh seven five million dollars. That's about fifty nine thousand seven hundred dollars. All right, a week. So the difference is about seven point four five million dollars. All right. So to give him a seven point four five million dollar signing bonus, prorate that over the rest of the year, over the rest of his term, and then walk away. They're gonna have dead by doing this, unless they, and I and I didn't have time because I because I work, <laughs> and I guess that Adam Schefter and Ian reported they could do this. To do the signing bonus thing, I didn't have time to f- to figure out if they take off years of his deal, the signing bonus is just 2021, or they're not because he's already have existing years proration 2022. They have to prorate that 7.5 minus over the three years. I mean, I'd have time to figure it out. Um, but, but I mean, I guess I, I could have done it after work, but it was, it was nice out. I got to do some. I had to do some outside work in my house. <laughs> In my lawn, when it's nice out, and it's like it's still silly days, late. <laughs> um, so that's what they basically get to do. They you you could do that any time. Um, typically, t- teams don't. And teams just did it. What some team just the Raiders just did it with a was it the Raiders? Was, it might have been a yes. I think it was the Raiders just did the same thing with another player on a player on a rest of, to great cap space to operate the rest of the year. This year, we've seen a lot of teams. Do this salary to signing bonus conversion during the regular season much more than they saw in the past, just because they figured out they don't have enough cap space to operate the rest of the year. And what? And, and we're gonna—I know we're gonna have a break and talk about that. Um, but that's what they basically did. I don't know, like someone had said, some other things they could do to prevent a team from claim from claiming. They could have put down like um, so Jason Fitzgerald. I gotta give him credit for this. Make it put it in in this new deal. If he's on the roster by end of December, end of November, his guarant, full guaranteed salary for 2022 is fully guaranteed. 
they could put something like that to prevent a team to maybe stop people from claiming them. But if they don't just if they don't do anything clever like that, every team in the NFL would would be eligible to claim them. They don't put anything like any poison pills in his deal, and I don't know if the Browns and Odell will do that. I'm not. I'm like somebody had asked me, well, you know, saying, well, he could get out of his deal, you know, tell some team I can show up. His like his agent has a plan. I mean, if his agent had a plan, I would have. His plan should have been to get his client out of his off the Browns before the trading deadline. Wait, right now he can't really. Odell really does can't control where he goes. All right. <laughs> so, so I don't think I think someone said that to some guy. Uh, I think I forget who it was. Follower of mine said that he got a plan. I'm like, yeah. I didn't want to say this out loud because I got I know I have agents following me, and I don't know I don't know if I have his agent following me because I don't want to ruin my relationship <laughs> with them. But literally, if you had a plan, you wouldn't have you would have you would have got off the brown before the trade deadline. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I, I completely agree with you. And I thank you for that clarification, because that's a common question that I got an awful lot is, oh, yeah, well, now that yeah. now that he's going to be, you know, he can he can pick and choose who's going to claim him and where he can go. So no. It doesn't quite work that way, folks. It really doesn't. Well, no, no. And even the if NFL, he goes, yeah, absolutely. NFL, you don't get a yeah. chance to check that. Yep. No, the NFL, I, Mike, I, I, folks, if you're out there and you were, you were a Patriots fan in the early 2000s, I cannot remember the Patriots claimed a guy, an offensive lineman, and I think it was from the Washington football team. All right, he told the Patriots, "I'm not showing up." The Patriots told him, "If you don't show up, you just stop. Your NFL career is over." Mm. And then he showed up. I can't. I don't remember the light. I remember it happening. I just can't remember the guy's name. So if you know the remember, the, if you're listening to this, you remember the guy's name. Please tweet at me the guy, the person's name. I don't Absolutely. remember. Yeah, send it yeah. into at Pat's cap. You stumped me as well. I, I'm not aware of that, but I do remember yeah, something I, I, similar. So, yeah, definitely, folks, if you was, are listening it was when to this. Scott you know, was a, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was when Scott Pioli was the GM or whatever his title was back then. I know mm-hmm. it was Scott Pioli because I remember the story where he basically said in the, in the piece, he said the guy has to show up. <laughs> players, do not, players do not have any leverage when, it comes, when they're on the waivers. And I know that somebody said, um, some players said, if you get fired, you should be able to control where you're going. Well, he kind of, Odell Daniel kind of resigned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he got fired. I think he kind of, both of those guys both came to a mutual understanding that he resigned, he didn't fire, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And, and it is, and I will say this, I don't think players should ever, there should always be waivers in the NFL because you can't have players force their ways off, off the team. That's just, you know, that's too much power. Too, there's no way the NFL will ever do it. That's to giving the players too much power. That'll never happen. Yeah, All absolutely. Right, that's my, okay. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And again, folks, please tweet that at Pat's Cap. Uh, trying to do my research on the fly here, and I still can't find it. So you know what? It'll be very good for our listeners. It's a good interactive exercise to see who's listening very closely to the golden melodious tones of my good friend, the Wizard of Benzon. Miguel, you <laughs> always, always set the record straight. Folks, this is why he is on that very short list of being the best of the best when it comes to anything salary cap related, not just Patriots, but NFL. He's on top of it because right now, Odell Beckham Jr. is not a member of the Patriots. Maybe when you're listening to this on Monday, who knows, post game, he might be. There's a possibility, but right now, he is not. And right here on Locked On Patriots, we're going to continue to talk about what the current Patriots have in terms of operating costs and what things may look like heading into 2022. Don't miss this next on the Locked On Patriots podcast with the Pats Cap himself, Miguel Benzon, when we continue. Locked On listeners, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit, just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Locked on listeners, Built Bar, the most delicious, healthy protein bar you've ever tried, has so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, and I have folks, believe me when I tell you, there are a lot of you out there, they are passionate about their favorites. If you don't know about the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. But the best part of Built Bar is not even just the delicious flavors they provide. It's the fact that in addition to them being delicious, they're also one of the most healthy treats available today. Each Built Bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, and all healthy. Flavors like coconut, cherry barcia, love that name, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and so much more. When you want a treat that's not only pleasing to your palate, but also great for your health, don't delay, do it today. Make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Visit Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Folks, again, Miguel Benzon, the Pats Cap himself, joins me here on the Locked On Patriots podcast, Foxborough Finance Friday here on the pod. And there is a game to be played this weekend against Mm -hmm. the Carolina Panthers. Patriots (laughs) definitely looking forward to that. But a lot of the talk right now is around Foxborough Finance, bud. And you set the record straight when it comes to Odell Beckham Jr., what the Patriots can do, what they can't do, what they might do. Ultimately, it'll all shake out within the next few days, and likely we'll have an answer on Odell on Monday. But, Mm -hmm. Miguel, I always use the term best in the business to describe you. That's not an exaggeration. Whenever I have a question on the salary cap, folks take a look at my work for SI or anything I claim here on Locked On Patriots. I'll always give this man credit where credit is due because he is the best of the best, the salary cap top gun, in my opinion. And according to your calculations, bud, which are the most trusted in the business, The Patriots currently have, as we sit here at 4.29 p.m. Eastern, Friday, November 5th, at $2,588,503 in available cap space for the Mm -hmm. New England Patriots. Now, even putting aside, putting in a claim on Odell Beckham Jr., that is a, it's not a terribly low number, but it's a low number considering what the Patriots have had available and what the Patriots had available in the offseason and you know, we're used to seeing a much grander total uh, for the New England Patriots. But again, they invested a lot of capital in bringing in some of these free agents in the offseason. Miguel, you talk about operating costs all the time and what it takes yep. to operate a team for the rest of the year. My question is to you, how are the Patriots situated for the remainder of 2021? And if they don't put an acclaim on Odell, is there still moves to be made out there when it comes to this team? Okay. All right. So, Mike, let's, t- let's talk about the operating expenses. The first thing you got to talk, we got to talk about is every week end, they usually elevate a practice squad player from the practice squad to a 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. All right. That they got 16 players on the on on the practice squad. I can't say this. We, I, we don't know which one each week is going to be. All right. Let's just say they just promote one a week. That you can promote two, right? I think they're going to go down. Last week they promoted one. I think because of the, they have so little cap space, I think there'd be some weeks where they only promote one. They have nine games left. Let's say they average every time the average promotion is usually around thirty-five thousand dollars, right? Depending on who it is, because if you're a veteran, you you credit the number of credit seasons goes up. So let's just use thirty-five thousand, all right? Mm-hmm. So you got thirty-five thousand times times nine, all right? That's around two over two hundred thousand dollars, close to three hundred three hundred thousand dollars, all right? Then you got that, all right? Then you we have the guys who can, who earn not earn not likely to be earned active roster bonuses, all right? We've got fifteen players, no, excuse me, twenty-five players left, who if they earn, all earn them their bonuses. 
that takes up $2.833 million in cap space, which is more than they have right now. But folks, remember Therese Hall. Remember Cameron McGrone. Remember Joshua Bledsoe. All right? These guys are on split salary contracts. Therese Hall is on PUP. Every week that he stays on PUP, his salary goes, his yearly salary goes from $780,000 to $440,000. $440,000. That creates about $18,900 in cap space. All right? For Cameron McGrone and Joshua Bledsoe, every week they remain on a non-football injury list, right? Their yearly salary goes from $490,000 to $150,000, all right? So let me go back here to this web. So those three guys, each week, all right, because this weekly salary goes up, they actually create cap space for the Patriots by $56,000. Six hundred and sixty-seven dollars. All right. So you get we got ten weeks left in the season. So these guys will cr- create about five hundred sixty-six comma six six seven. I'm I'm not saying six because I'm a Catholic person and I I don't believe in the the mark of the devil. All right. <laughs> all right. Um. So it's five six six comma six six seven. All right. Um. In cap space four. So that that helps the Patriots that way. All right, so they would they Patriots have right now, I think, if, as long as they don't promote a lot of guys on the practice squad plays, they have enough cap space as is right now. The end of the rest of the season. The problem for the Patriots is players get hurt, mm-hmm. right? And you're gonna replace the players that got hurt. And I don't. And for example, now we got an interesting situation, Mike. You got Jared Stenham, you got Brian Coart, Coart. Who've been who've been on PUP, been practicing. You have to make a decision on what to do with them on November 10th, which is five days from now, Mike. All right. So if those if you activate those guys, all right, maybe you cut maybe you cut a player, and then create cap space that way to make room for them. All right. So that's one way to create. That's a couple ways to create cap space. We got Chase Winovich. All right, who's who'll be eligible to return from IR on November ninth? All right. If you activate him, you cut a player who doesn't have any guaranteed salary, who's not eligible for a termination pay. You create cap space. All right. We Trent Brown has been eligible to, to be activated since October thirtieth. All right. What are we? We don't know. I don't know. You got. You're closer to the situation. Than I am. <laughs> all right. All right. Because I. I never, folks. I never go to a, a press conference. I never attend a, a training. Uh, in-season practice. All right. Mm-hmm. So that those are. That's the operating expenses. You got your practice squad elevations. You got the players earning not likely to be earned active roster bonuses and then you the replacement of players who go on IR and but the good for the good side for the Patriots is that they have ways to create cap space if because of the three guys the two guys on NFI and they got one and Terrence Hall on PUP and if they have to make room to put Judge Denham and Brian Cohen on the active roster I would be nervous if I was a guy at the bottom of the roster and, and you hear those guys Got uh, 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 got activated because the Patriots could either either place another player on IR to create the uh, or they're cutting the current player on 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 the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's that's what I, so I hopefully I addressed that issue, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, by by all stretch of the imagination, and that's good information for our listeners, especially myself, to know because you always try to do the best you can in terms of knowing what operating costs, how the you know, uh, the outstanding elevations yeah. work and things of that nature. You know, I report on all those, obviously, and, you know, personnel wise, uh, you know, I consider myself pretty savvy when it comes to, uh, to that, having attended those types of practices and seeing what these guys do. But the operating costs and behind the scenes is always interesting information. So, Miguel, I thank you tremendously for that. And, uh, 
it actually does lead me quite nicely into what will end up being my final question for you today, my friend. And that is, as we look ahead to 2022, and I know mm-hmm. it was, without knowing what the cap's going to be, what the ceilings are going to be, what okay. uh, you know the, the structure is going to look like, in terms of what we can possibly expect this team to do in 2022, do we even have a line of sight into that right now? Or is there oh, still yeah. too much that's unknown uh, in terms okay, of so- how the Patriots may look in 2022? Um, we got a practice. We got, we got, we got a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. It's not completely clear, but it's enough so I can make a projection or two. All right. Right. <laughs> All right. right. Okay. okay. So we'll talk, let's talk about the ceiling. The owners in the NFLPA agreed earlier this year that the ceiling for the 2022 cap is going to be 20, $28.2 million. All right? right. We know that. All right. Mm-hmm. So the, the, so if we know that. We kind of we right now the Patriots have 47 players signed for the 2022 season. All right, so I know their cap numbers. All right, I'm also if we let's uh, and then we go, let's let's project, folks, what the RFA tender for Jacoby Myers. Are we going to give him a first? The Patriots going to give him a first round or a second round? What do you think, Mike? Uh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm probably going to, huh, you know what? That is a good question. I was like, let me put the guy on the hot seat. <laughs> that's pretty good. Usually I'm, I'm good at putting people on the hot seat. You know, and when you put me on the hot seat, uh, I'll say second, I'll say, uh, you know, I'll play devil's advocate. I'll say second round. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm going to use second. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gonna. Second round or no, or no te- a low round tender, which means you, if he gets an offer, you can't you get any something you don't match, you get nothing in return. Uh, he's undrafted. You know, a lot of light is placed on Gunner. A lot of people are going to say, oh, it's absolutely got to be a low rounder for Gunner. I mean, he doesn't offer any value other than just punt returning. Take a look at what he did in last week's game against the Chargers. I'm sorry, folks. They don't win that game unless Gunner gives them the type of uh, field position that they got on a few of those drives. I am going to say a low round tender when it comes to him, but at the same time, do not be a bit surprised if the Patriots see more value than the average fan does in what Gunnar Rashevsky brings to the table. I'll go okay. low round, but I, it wouldn't right. surprise me to see them do it a little bit higher. <laughs> Mr. Johnson, the fullback. Yakov, I'm going to say a low round. And the reason being, okay. and I know a lot of people, and Claire, I'm going to upset a lot when I say this, but... Um, <laughs> The reason being is that they do have Ben Mason on the practice squad, and I know Patriots, uh, uh, you know, uh, scouts and whatnot were very high on him when they brought this kid in. It'll be interesting to see if over the course of the last year or so he's turned any more heads when it comes to that. Uh, the Patriots want to invest a lot in the fullback position. You're seeing it this year. Jakob is earning his uh, his keep, but I think a low-round tender on that would be uh, uh, probably an option because I think they do have at least options if he decided that he wanted to walk away. Okay, so Mike, so let's do, mm-hmm. so let's let's talk about the now we got that. So we now we have every the now let's go big picture wise. Mm-hmm. League cap two hundred point two two hundred eight point two million dollars. All right, I'm right now I'm projecting the Patriots to roll over just a hundred thousand dollars. All right, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the what's I don't know who's gonna get injured. I don't know what's gonna happen with the you know with Stidham and Coward. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with Chase, Chase Winifred either. So right now I'm going 100,000. My number changes, Mike, every week. <laughs> right? <laughs> Honestly, all right. And, and so that's okay. The next number always every changes every each week because I keep track of the incentives. All right. Mm-hmm. So right now, I, and I also keep track of the guaranteed salary offset. I get I project right now. I'm just going to use round numbers. A $700,000 adjustment. So you got 208.2, $100,000. Rollover and a seven hundred thousand dollars that just happens to magically to come up to two hundred nine million dollars for the Patriots adjusted cap number. All right, mm. we let's right now Devin McCourty deal is going to void. I so I project it's going to void. That's what's scheduled. Uh, something mm-hmm. he has to he has to change his deal before that. So, but as of now, it's going to void, which means the Patriots are going to have nine point five million dollars in caps in dead money. All right. Next year, at the start of the league year, the Patriots are going to be charged about $850,000 in off-season workout bonus charge. All right? Mm-hmm. 
So you subtract $850,000, the $9.5 million, all right? And then we have 51 players on the roster with all these tenders and everything, all right? So we got a total cap commitment about $196.43 million. Mm-hmm. That leaves the Patriots with $2.22 million in cap space, all right? And people are going to say, they're going to listen to this, Miguel, the other sites have the page have the Patriots with $20 million in cap space. Well, folks, they don't have we, – we just tended three players. That takes up cap space, mm-hmm. all right? The other thing that the, that the other sites don't – they they they're not counting for incentives. Right now, Dietrich Wise is on, on pace to earn, to have in, earn incentives, which would mean to raise his cap number in 2020. All right, so he's he's scheduled to earn uh, $500,000 incentives. Kendrick Bourne is on pace to earn incentives, turn some of his incentives into likely to be earned. Ditto for David Andrews and ditto for Lawrence Sky. All right, mm-hmm. so those four players they have three point they they have three point five million dollars in incentives that is on my ledger, but not, not on the other side's ledger. Mm-hmm. All right, and I and I'll say this: Jake Bailey, remember the punter? All right. Because he was, he was a fifth-round pick and was selected to the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. he raised his 2022 salary from 965000 to $3.927 million. Mm-hmm. All right? I, we don't know what the official RFA tender number is, but that's, we're just using that as a projection. All right? mm-hmm. The other sites don't do that. So you, you have the RFA tenders. You got the Jake Bailey earning, earning the proven performance escalated. You got the incentives, and that's why my number is so much lower. All right? But, oh, my gosh, the Patriots only have $2.22 million of cap space. Well, they have easy ways to create cap space. For example, depending on, on the health of the players at the end of the season, all right, you could maybe decide, hey, Matthew Judon, you're gonna sit, you know, maybe we convert some of your salary into signing bonus. All right? Hunter Henry, you only signed for two more years. To, to, for two more years after, actually one more year after this 2022 season, we like we like what you've done. So in 2021, let's extend you out to into 2024, all right? And I'll lower his cap space number. If Isaiah Wynn has really good games the rest of the season, all right, you would feel comfortable reaching an extension with him and lowering his 10.413 million dollar cap space number, all right? Mm-hmm. The more that Christian Barmore plays, the more likely you're going to go to either Devon Garshaw or Henry Anderson to say, hey, we don't even, sorry, we're comfortable letting you go because we got Christian Barmore on the roster. And that'll create cap space. All right? Then you got, you know, you got Cal, you can reach deals, do something with Cal, Cal Van Noy, Shaq Mason. They can create cap space. Not, I mean, they're not going to create a lot of cap space, but they can create cap space. I, are they are they going to be heavy spenders in free agents next year? No. But the, can they make one or two big moves, maybe just one, and do what they did in, when you're tight against the cap? Sign a lot of middle-class, low-free free agents and just keep on rolling. And I'll say this. No matter what they – I'll say this. I'm big Mac Jones fans, and I, and I said this on a couple other podcasts. No matter what they do in free agency, there's nothing they do is going to prove this team as much as Mac Jones getting doing a leap from year rookie year to the second year, because he plays the most important position. If he pr- improves greatly, all right, you don't you don't need to be spending big in free agency. That's an advantage Absolutely. of ha- one advantage of having a good quarterback on a rookie deal. <laughs> Amen, my friend. Amen. You know, and that is exactly how we like to to wrap up the uh, the show today, uh, folks. Follow the great Miguel Benzon because he never ever disappoints. When his wisdom and counsel graces the airwaves here on Locked On Patriots, I could not be more honored, more humble. My friend, thank you so much for joining me today, giving us all the information we need, whether it be OBJ, whether it be operating costs, or a look ahead into 2022, including putting me on the hot seat. We always love it. <laughs> Folks, Miguel can be found on Twitter at PatsCap. I call him the salary cap top gun because he is the top gun. The plaque for the alternates, it does not exist. 
because the man has no equal at doing what he does. But what can I say? Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay safe, stay well. We look forward to having you back here on the pod very soon. And uh, again, just thanks for your wisdom and counsel, buddy. Always my honor, always my pleasure. That was a great time, Mike. Thank you so much. And go Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, folks. Just like that, Patriots fans, it is almost time to bring you to kickoff, but not before getting my keys to the game for your New England Patriots who are hoping to pull above 500 with a win over the Carolina Panthers at 1 p.m. Sunday from Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. In order for the Patriots to be successful, they are going to have to establish the run early. A lot of popular opinion out there is saying that the Patriots can't have horizontal runs or any type of these screen passes that won't be effective against a dynamic Carolina defense. That is true. Carolina will definitely eat those alive. That being said, the Patriots' key to success is still in short yardage, vertical short yardage. Patriots have to run the ball straight forward. Damian Harris has to collect first, second downs early. Keep this Carolina defense on its heels, because if the Patriots have to start testing that secondary down the field, Stephon Gilmore and that Panthers secondary is capable of taking the ball away. So the Patriots have to establish the run early. That should open up play action and allow Mac Jones to be able to hit his two tight ends and maybe even a receiver or two, likely Jacoby Myers, in short yardage vertical gains. If they can do that, they can keep the Panthers' offense off the field. And the Panthers' offense is going to be tough to stop, especially with Christian McCaffrey in the lineup. McCaffrey is a dynamic back. He can run the ball effectively. He can catch it out of the backfield. If the Patriots are looking to try to contain him, Christian Barmore has to step up big in the front seven. He has to play more of an active role in the run-stopping game than in the pass rush. That being said, if McCaffrey is let loose in the backfield and he's able to catch passes there, then I would look for Adrian Phillips to draw him in man coverage, very similar to the way Adrian covered Austin Eckler last week against the Chargers. Bottom line, this is not going to be an easy game. The Panthers' defensive front seven can definitely get after the quarterback, so the offensive line has to have a big game. They need to protect Mac Jones. And one of the best ways to do that is to utilize the running game to get yardage on early downs. If the Patriots can do that and keep Carolina on its heels, they have the chance to score some points on Sunday. I said some points because I wouldn't expect too many of them. Believe me when I tell you that Carolina defense is solid at all three levels. I think at the end of the day, the Patriots do just enough to keep Carolina out of the end zone and do just enough on their own to find the end zone, but this is not going to be an easy one. I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair in Carolina. I like the Patriots in this one by three by a final score of 17-14. to 14. So there's my prediction, Patriots Nation, but what is yours? Well, if you're listening to this prior to kickoff, drop us a line at LO underscore Patriots and let us know what your game prediction is. And of course, keep it right here on Monday on Locked On Patriots for a little hashtag Locked On Murph Monday and a post-game wrap-up that you will definitely not want to miss. To ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, download, subscribe to, and follow the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just be sure that you are staying locked into Locked On Patriots. And once again, thank you for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Thanks again to my good friend, the Pats Cap himself, Miguel Benzon, for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, a great weekend, and enjoy the game on Sunday.